Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2104. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in Rockland, California, just north of Sacramento, with a very special friend of mine, Jake Gunnerson. Jake, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? You know it. I know. You like to lay down stripes on the street. Well, maybe not the street. We <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble with anybody. So before I give you a proper introduction and we talk about your world, what's one little thing that people don't know about you, Jake? Hmm, one little thing people don't know. Well, aside from all my other hobbies and interests, I also love cooking and baking and recently got into making jerky. Really? Yeah. Cool. Well, send me a bag. You know, <laughs> my son loves that because he likes to go out camping and hiking, and it's a nice way to carry some protein easily uh, when you're out on the road. But is there any particular meat that you like to jerk? That that may have come across wrong. <laughs> let, let me rephrase. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> Typically beef, um, but I've yeah. also done turkey. I've tried doing chicken. That didn't turn out all that great, but mm. I've done venison, which was pretty good. Have you ever done salmon? Because there's a store here or in Gig Harbor that has almost like candied salmon that's been smoked. I don't know if you call it smoked, like, you know, it's like beef jerky, but it's salmon. Have you ever tried that? I've, I've had it. I actually had it when I was up there last, ah. uh, but I haven't made it. Okay. I'll have to put that on the list to try. You have to come up, visit, and make some of that, and we'll enjoy that. Yeah, it's like eating candy. It's just, you know, super good. I think they put a lot of brown sugar in that or something. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Well, see, I learned something about you, too, that I didn't know. You're a man of many facets, a little diamond in the rough, let's say. So, very cool. Let me give you a proper introduction. Jake Anderson has worked in the television production industry for over 15 years as a director of photography, a camera operator, and a show editor. Jake worked with me back in 2019 when we were producing the Cars Yeah! TV show. We're still trying to figure out a way to bring that back, so uh, don't lose all hope. We worked along with uh, our good buddy Robert Pine of Final Stage Media and Dave Losco of Sun River Films. They were on the crew. Along with his passion for television production, Jake has a lifelong passion for cars, aviation, trains, and basically anything with an engine. He started building detailed model cars when he was a kid, and it's a passion that he rekindled into a hobby these days. In fact, Jake built me a very cool detailed model of my 1987 Turbo, the one I called my Orange Crush. And you listeners know, I just recently sold that car and bring a trailer, but I have my Jake model here to look at to bring a smile to my face and remind me of the wonderful joys that that car brought me. And it is a cool model indeed. Jake is also into building and driving RC cars, and he built a 110 scale electric buggy that broke 100 miles per hour. Wow. We're going to learn a lot more about Jake and all of his fun hobbies, but first a word from our valued sponsors. So let's give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Buckle up. Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover 
is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions and it's treated with an extra UV resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV rain and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft, too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code yeah 21 Y-E-A-H-2-1 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. The great Dale Carnegie said, knowledge isn't power until it's applied. Zengen is an oil analysis kit that allows you to sample your engine's oil and gain valuable knowledge about your engine's inner health. Get your knowledge with a personalized detailed Zengen report today at only $39.95 and free shipping both ways. Your Zengen oil analysis costs less than an oil change and not only provides you with the knowledge of the inner workings of your engine, but then empowers you with options to avoid costly repairs or future breakdowns. Their easy-to-use sample kit takes less than five minutes to collect your sample and mail it back to the world-class labs. In only five days, they'll send you a link to your very own engine score via email. Your report measures 30 different data points, including lubricants, metals, contamination, additives, and a whole lot more. Zengen gives you knowledge, empowering you to avoid a future problem, one of those that you never knew was coming. Visit ZenjinScore.com and order your oil test kit. Use the code CARSYA20 and they'll give you 20% off your first two kits. Preventative knowledge and maintenance could save you thousands. And you'll rest better at night knowing your engine's condition is A-OK or maybe needs a little help. That's ZenjinScore.com and use the code CARSYA20 today. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Jake, we are back. So I want to talk a little bit first about how you got into the television career that you have. Because when we worked together on the Cars Yeah TV show, I always was admired by 
your eye because you would see things and have different views and angles. I was not as skilled in that world. And I remember sometimes you'd say, hold on, you'd climb up a ladder and climb across the beams and the ceiling and shoot down. I'm like, what is he doing up there? I kind of called you the monkey shooter uh, because some of the places that you would go and shoot. And you always had great input on different perspectives, which means you've done this for a while. So how'd you get into the trade? Well, initially it was a contact through a cousin of mine. Well, he put me in contact with Todd Stanley of the show Deadliest Catch. Mm, uh, they were yeah. they were local, so I basically went up there and met with him and basically just started hanging around and un, until he put me to work. Very cool. So in learning this trade, is, was it more like a internship, if you will, where you were on the field and people would show you how to, because there's a lot more than just holding up a cell phone like everybody does today and shoots these great videos, right? I mean, some of them are interesting, but the kind of cameras that you work with are very sophisticated, in my mind, very complicated. Mm -hmm. And you got to know what you're doing because if you're doing shots and everybody's there, a whole crew, and you don't know what you're doing, it's probably pretty embarrassing to say, we need to do that again, guys. Forgot to push the record button. <laughs> hey, it's happened. Well, to the best of us. <laughs> well, with most industries, I mean, you start from the bottom up. And yes, I, I started as an intern on a show called uh, Experience El Dorado. And we shot an episode up on the Rubicon Jeep Trail for the Jeep Jamboree. So that was, I got thrown right into the mix for four days on that, running after Jeeps and carrying gear. And, and that was my first proper gig. And it was about, you know, I think it was the third day in. Todd came up to me and just handed me a camera and said, here, start shooting. Oh, oh <laughs> so <gosh. laughs> I, at that point, I had not run professional camera gear, and I just was thrown right into the deep end. So I just started shooting and, and had the eye for it. And he came back over, and I went to hand him the camera. And he goes, no, you're, you're, you're doing pretty good. Keep going. So it really, you know, it, I can thank him for just throwing me right into the mix and, you know, giving me that opportunity to see what I can do. So... As you started doing more and more of this, and since you've been doing it for such a long time, at what point did you say, you know what, I think this is pretty cool. I think this is what I want to do with my time. Well, I've always, always had an interest in film since I was little. I loved, you know, more than anything or more than watching the movie, I loved watching the behind the scenes. Um, always just, it intrigued me on how much goes into producing a movie or a show. And that was something that uh, my parents, you know, just helped me with and and they threw me their was it a high eight sony handy cam and said go to the park and <laughs> filmed my friends jumping their bikes and played the videos backwards and just had fun with it so i've always had that interest and ran with it when i had the opportunity what are some of the different shows that you've shot uh, that in, in particular maybe shows like you mentioned the jeep jamborees and things like that of course you were shooting when we did 13 Actually, we shot more than 13, but 13 episodes of Cars Yeah aired. We still got some in the can that we're holding for at some point in time when we can bring this back to reality. But what are some of the other shows that you worked on and maybe share a couple interesting experiences being in some of these different environments? Because these shows take you to some pretty unique places, right? Well, working in television, you get to go to so many cool places and a lot of places that you're typically not allowed to go. Uh, or film in or get to experience. So, you know, working with you on the Carziad TV show, you got us into some amazing places to see the just most beautiful collections of cars. And, 
you know, for one example, getting to go into the vault at the Peterson and film down there, which most people don't get to do. No, they don't allow uh, to have your, even your cell phones out to shoot down. Right. So, so to get those opportunities is just amazing, and it makes all the work uh, worth it. When you think back to all the cool places that we went, because we shot 13-plus episodes, were there a couple, and you mentioned the vault, that definitely stands out because you see these cars, you go, oh my gosh, as if the Peterson Museum isn't glorious enough, and you go down into that basement and there's just more and more cars. Were there some other places that we went that kind of blew you away? Because we visited some pretty cool collections, and we met a lot of interesting people. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'd have to say top of the list would be Rod Emery's collection. Oh, oh yeah. And his shop, getting to go see those Porsches and just beautiful, beautiful cars. Um, and the, the Friends of Stephen McQueen car show. Well, you got to get into a glider plane at that. that, (laughs) You know, I was a little jealous because I'm like, well, I want to go on the glider plane. Uh, That car show, which recently just happened a few weeks ago uh, here, we went and shot that. And one of the things, again, this goes back to, you know, you're the monkey cameraman, I call you. You said, hey, this would be interesting to get an overhead view of this thing. Now, we didn't have a drone with us to do that, but they had a real glider. And I remember when we stuffed you into that thing, the camera barely fit inside the yep. cockpit. Uh, but you got to get some great shots from up in the air. Yeah, and that's that's one of the opportunities you get when you have a camera in your hand. And you walk over there and you just ask politely. And they said, no problem, hop on in. And they gave me a quick flight around and landed and I got the aerial shots that that uh, we wanted to get. Well, and some of the fun things that we did that people don't really think about. Now you think about it and I tend to overthink this is when you see a shot and I do it with movies too. And it, many times it spoils my movie experience because I'm saying, I'm thinking, how did they get that shot? And I missed the whole scene. I, I don't listen to it. I'm not paying attention because I'm thinking, how did the cameraman do that? And in the case of the Cars Yet television show, uh, some of the cars that I got to drive were pretty spectacular and you were Sometimes in the back seat, sometimes on the floorboard in the front seat, shooting uh, to get these different scenes. So you've got to kind of squish yourself into some unique areas. Oh, for sure. And you you do get into very uncomfortable positions, but when you see the the shot that you got, it really makes it shine. And those those uncomfortable positions are worth it. Like doing some of the driving stuff, and we we threw Rob in the bed of the truck, just laying oh, down. That's right. <laughs> Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. And, and I was just driving around, don't, hanging out Please the truck. don't fall out of the back of the <laughs> truck. Yeah. And you, do, you do what you have to do to get the shot. That's, yeah. That's at its core. You, yeah, you do what that's you gotta true. Do. Well, and when we were down in California at Superformance, and I was driving a GT40, that was curious. And I'm thinking, oh, man, if he falls out, I'm going to run right over him. So when you think about what you're doing, what are some of the favorite aspects of of shooting because not only do you shoot, but one of the talents you brought on board for the Cars Yeah TV show was you also edit. So you were thinking in your mind all the time about how these shots were going to be edited and more importantly, how they were going to all be put together so that when somebody watches it, it all makes sense because for every minute that's on the air, I mean, how many minutes are typically shot? It's a lot, right? Oh yeah. And you know, for, for a half hour show, even just for Cars Yeah, we ended up with, probably about 30 plus hours of footage to cut down if you combine all the cameras. And I got into to editing just making, you know, silly fun movies myself, but when I got into editing television series, 
and I was getting footage from other camera operators and crews, I would look through the footage and go, man, why didn't you get this shot or that shot? Or I really need something of this and you didn't get that or hold that shot longer. So I really learned a lot about being a camera operator and working production from editing. So be able, being able to bring uh, that knowledge to the production side and work um, on cars yeah with you and and think about those shots really planned out it also really streamlines the production in the industry are there people that typically do both those tasks or is it always siloed uh, it depends a lot of the time it's separated um it, you have your production crew and you have your post crew so it, it is a more unique aspect to do both for sure um, but it's definitely not unheard of I always think of the post crew as the camera guys come in and throw a jigsaw puzzle all over the floor and say, put it together, see you, bye. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leave it to us to create the story. It's like the architect who designs something and then gives it to the engineers to figure out to make it work so it doesn't fall down, and then the poor contractors have to figure out how to build it. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. Well, another thing that you've really gotten into, and I mentioned it in your intro, is building models. And your skill set at this is really spectacular. I'll, I'll let you listeners know, Jake did something very kind. He learned about me when we were shooting the TV show and the fact that I had this Porsche Turbo. He learned I'm a very passionate guy when it comes to cars. And one day showed up, he asked me actually one day to send some pictures of the car because he had never seen the car. Well, okay, I'll send you some pictures. And then one day this box shows up and I open it up and here's this scale model of my turbo. And I'll tell you, I don't know how you got the color right because the color on that car was really, really unique and rare and you nailed it. But the detail work you put into that thing, it even had a Cars Yeah sticker on the back window, just like my car. It had a rear wiper like my, I mean, so this model making gig that you do, is that primarily just for fun or do you see this maybe kind of being a little bit of a side hustle in the future, building models for people for their, of their cars? It could be, but for the most part, it's just a hobby of mine. Um, I haven't sold any of my models. I, I don't really do commission work or anything. When I look at a model to make, I pick something that's that sparks something in me mm. that has an, an interest, and that interest changes. For the most part, I've focused more in on famous movie or famous cars from movies and television shows. Of course, there you go. <laughs> so it kind of combines both interests. Um, and then I'll do a, a special one-off kind of thing like your Porsche. I also made a, a model of the 1975 MGB that my dad and I restored. Nice. Um, so I made an exact replica of that for him. Uh, that's very cool. Yeah, with yours, it was, it was tricky because I hadn't seen the car in person. So I was definitely just only working off reference photos. Um, the color was tricky. I did a lot of testing to get it just right. It's probably one of my favorite uh favorite models that i built well you know it's one of those things that i love because with the car i just recently sold it I had that car for about 13 years and so i can sit here now and look at it with a smile and see it sitting on my desk i still cringe a little bit when i walk out in the garage it's not there just last night in fact i walked out and i go where's my car oh that's right i, <laughs> I sold it uh, but the gentleman who bought it reached out to me today 
he invited me to come and visit. He goes, you can come visit the car anytime you want. He lives about an hour north of me. Really nice guy. And uh, it's living in a garage that's probably nicer than my house. Uh, mm. This guy has quite a collection of cars. So it's in good company with a lot of very unique colored Porsches. So uh, it's living with a lot of its cousins. But these models that you're building are really, really spectacular. And, you know, I would encourage you to continue this. I think you could build these for people and sell them uh, as a fun little side hustle for sure. Has there been a inspiration in your life? I like to call them driving inspirations. Let's go back to your your professional career as uh, an editor and director and film type person. Has there been somebody that is in the industry that's been influential? People always talk about Spielberg or Lucas or these people that, you know, are super famous for what they do. Is there somebody like that for you? Well, there, there's many inspirations for film and television from all different aspects. So I, I can't really narrow it down just to one or two, but I would say as far as just inspirational, uh, an inspirational person or people at, at, at the core of my career, I would say is my parents because they always all, all grown up. They always taught me that if you have a passion for something and an interest in something to just run for it, run towards it and, and make it happen. And, you know, there are those parents who decide what they want their kids to do and they push them in that direction. And my parents gave me so many opportunities to explore new things and try new hobbies and interests. And when those hobbies and interests changed, which was pretty often for me, they supported that and asked how they could help. So, you know, like I said, handing me their high eight camera, just go have fun, really sparked that interest. And, and you know, through, through my whole career, it's always just been nothing but support. You know, what's interesting in being a parent uh, myself is you want the best for your children. You want them to have an even better life than you've had. And sometimes as parents, we can tend to make judgments about our kids in relation to who we are. And it's very hard to step away from that, Mm -hmm. encourage them to go do what they want to do and what they love. Because when it's different than what you like, sometimes it's like, oh, why do you want to do that? And, you know, but that's their life, not yours. So you're very fortunate to have parents like that, that uh, hand you that camera in this case, but also just said, hey, go do what you love. That's what Cars Yeah is all about, is people who've wrapped their passion around uh, or their careers and lives around their passions in their lives. So you definitely have wonderful parents for that. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue the journey. So sit tight. I've teamed up with AutoGeek because... Well, they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories for more than 20 years. Their Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax is specially formulated from Brazilian Carnuba Wax. It's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love, especially me on my vehicles. You're going to love it too. A favorite of car shows countrywide, Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax from AutoGeek wipes on easily, requires no drying time, is easy to remove, and provides up to 90 days of protection against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. Autogeek.net. That's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion 
based on first-hand experiences. A talented linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. We all count on skilled auto technicians to ensure that our families and ourselves are safe on the road. That an airplane will get me safely to my destination. That trucks are moving the stock to shelves of essential parts and things that we need. That's why Tech Force Foundation's slogan is so appropriate. When techs rock, America rolls. I love that. Tech Force is a charity of cars, yeah. And like all charities... They need our support. If you love cars and can relate to the young person's desire to turn their passion into a career, go to techforce.org today and donate or become a volunteer. That's techforce.org. So, Jake, let's talk about what I call the challenge question. This is something that you came up against that was a huge challenge, maybe a big failure, some kind of obstacle that perhaps pushed you back, but it's really more about what it taught you because when you step out in those danger zones, that's where some great things happen. I guess since uh, another great movie, Top Gun, is out right now, the danger zone is part of that with that Kenny Loggins song. So let's talk about uh, something that you faced and what it taught you. Challenges are just a part of life. And if you if you don't face challenges, if you don't have problems, you're not pushing hard enough. You're not going forward hard enough to explore new things and and try new things. And in this industry, you do come across a lot of challenges and editing against deadlines is so stressful. And I think the worst situation got thrown into was we had multiple shows being pitched at a, at an event in Los Angeles and we had a scissor reel, a little promo for the show that was edited by somebody who was still learning and, took on that job and the morning before this was supposed to be pitched, we got a notice from our boss that the video was not up to par and needed to be completely reworked. So, and let me guess it was due today, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I kind of figured that's where we were going. (laughs) So myself and one of the writers got into an edit bay, started completely from scratch and pushed and pushed and edited and worked. And we, we got it to him about half an hour before his meeting. In total, it was a 26 hour day, I believe of editing. Oh wow! There was a lot of Red Bull involved, a lot of coffee. (laughs) You know, there's only 24 hours in a day, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we got it done. And what that taught me was even when you face something that is so overwhelming and you don't think you can get it done, all you do is you just start and, and, and you, you look at the first shot. You, you, you look at what are we opening this video with and you put that shot in and you go on to the next and you just keep moving forward one little piece at a time. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, it's done. It's a lot like climbing up Mount Everest. You're one mm-hmm. foot forward, exactly. one foot forward, one foot, and you just start to build. But I think the most important lesson out of that story is you just start. You just have to start and not sit there and worry about it. 
Like, we have to get this done. So where do we start? Start somewhere, anywhere. Just start. Yeah, when when you get on a new edit, which I started uh, editing on a new show, new show to me um, recently, and they pile all the footage on you and all the audio and everything and say, here, make us a show. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And you, you, you're looking at so much footage, you don't even know the flow or the feel of the show yet. So you just got to start. Yeah. Is in your career, is the editing more enjoyable when you look back or the shooting? When you get on a shoot with a good crew and a lot of nice people who know what they're doing, it's a blast. It is so much fun. Working on Cars, yeah, was probably the most fun I've had on on set. Cool. For sure. But the edit is where all the magic happens. So when you get to look at all this raw footage and then slowly build out your show and start you know, making tweaks here and there and adjusting your shots, and sometimes it comes down to a frame or two being off that makes a shot perfect. And you get through it, and you get it done, and you watch it through. It is so rewarding in the end. That's always amazing to me when you look at major motion pictures, how they ever pull it off. Mm-hmm. Now, they have massive crews. They've got lots of money, lots of people, a lot of people storyboarding and working on this thing versus what we were doing where you have a, a small crew and you're, you know, here, here, Jake, we're going to all go to dinner. Have this done by tomorrow. Right. Oh, gosh, oh, poor Jake. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you just put one foot in front of the other. Well, let's talk about something a little more fun, maybe less stressful, and that's about a special vehicle in your life. Share a story about that ride. Being a car guy, every car I've owned has, you know, held a special place in my heart. But definitely I'd have to say the 1975 MGB that I restored with my dad. What made that car so special? Well, when we got it, it had been sitting for over 25 years in a garage with a full tank of gas and everything. It hadn't been touched. So my dad was looking for something just to get running, you know, clean it up a little bit and just have a fun little car to, to drive around. But once you start tearing into it, you take one thing off, you take another off, one thing leads to another and it's, (laughs) and it's upside down on a rotisserie in the garage. (laughs) We actually built a rotisserie for this thing and it became a complete nut and bolt restoration. Every inch of the thing is absolutely pristine. It's gorgeous. And it's, you know, the car itself is cool, but it's, it's an MGB, you know, it's pretty Basic car, Mm -hmm. but it's the hundreds of hours spent in the garage with my dad, wrenching on this thing and working on the thing and doing the body work and everything that that's what you hold on to forever. Yeah, that's where the memories are made. Remember that car Magia that uh, we shot at at Joey Giordano's? Was on the rotisserie. I think I crawled under that thing and stuck mm-hmm. my head. Yeah, that was yep. that was kind that was of fun. Great. Yeah. Well, that's a major undertaking. And is that car? Do you and your dad still have that vehicle, or have you let that go and thinking about doing something different? Uh, he has that one still, and it, it. I don't think that car will ever be sold. But he also did restore a '77 FJ40 more recently. That I helped. I didn't. I didn't do as much on that one because. I was working, but definitely helped here there as much as I could, um, which is also a full nut and bolt restoration. Better than it was when it rolled off the factory floor. Well, you know, most of those cars, and I'm sure it's the same for the MG, uh, they're production cars. So they're not that perfect, especially back in those days because robots weren't making them where everything mm-hmm. was done. My son worked for a summer on a collection and got to work on a Daytona Ferrari. And I remember after his first week, 
Friday, we're having dinner. He was in high school. And he said, Dad, those Ferraris should look good on the outside, but they didn't know what they were doing underneath the skin. <laughs> he goes, the front left side is a half inch longer than the right side. And I said, well, there mm-hmm. were two guys working on it. One was, uh, you know, paying more attention on the production line. The other was drinking Chianti. So, you know, <laughs> you just never know. That's the thing with, with handmade cars. Yeah, that's the way if, it goes. If it's perfect measurements, then it, it's made by a computer. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the same with paint. Uh, when you see older cars and you do paint gauge on older cars and you go, why are the paint all over the place here? Well, it was a guy waving his arm back and forth. And, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the strokes, he laid down a little too much paint in a couple of places. When you mic a new car these days, everything is perfect because robots mm-hmm. are painting it. And they don't put as much paint down either, by the way. No, kind of definitely kind of thin. So I'm going to crawl into your head and be a car psychologist, Jake. You learned a lot about me when we were off shooting Cars Yeah Television and my passion for cars. So I'm going to learn a little bit more about you. If you were manifest or reincarnated, pun intended, as a vehicle, what would Jake be? But more importantly, why? That's a really good question, Mark. <laughs> oh, man. What car would Jake be? You know, I'd probably have to go with the Tucker Torpedo. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now that's an answer to that question I've never heard. The Tucker Torpedo. So I got to know why. (laughs) Well, it's a really cool car that's just weird enough. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Jake Gunnarsson. me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just weird enough. It's got got a little (laughs) bit of everything with, you know, the airplane engine in the rear, three headlights, it even had seatbelts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know, it's a funny answer to that question. And, and you know, I having gotten to know you on the photo shoots like I did, I I wouldn't really think of you as just weird enough. I mean, to me, you were kind of <laughs> had your act together uh, more so than a few folks that we had to work with. Um, Dave and Robert aside, I don't want those guys to be listening <laughs> and think, was Mark talking about me? No, the, the you, you trio guys are awesome. But uh, Tucker Torpedo, for, you're the first Tucker Torpedo on Cars Yeah, so congratulations. Nice. Very cool. Have, have you seen the, the movie Tucker, the Man in His Dream? Oh, yeah. Such a good movie. I, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, amazing stuff. You know, I always think of what he did and, and how if he was around today to see what Elon Musk was doing, um, I think mm. he, I think he'd be pretty impressed. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, Tucker had so many things going against him. Yeah, uh, just back. pushing the limits, and and yeah. when somebody says, "Hey, you th- you can't do that," watch right. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sounds like Elon won a bet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blow up a few rockets on the way, but that's okay. We'll still make them work. So, is there a great book that you've perhaps read or listened to that you'd like to share? Yeah, it's not uh, not necessarily car related, but it's right up my alley, and it's Rocket Boys by Homer Hickam. Oh, no one's ever mentioned that book. What the, What is that book about? It's a really great memoir of a group of boys in the 1960s determined to build rockets and get into rocketry. Um, it's a fantastic story. Um, they did make a movie based on that story called o- October Sky, which is another fantastic film if you haven't seen it. But it really speaks to the idea of not giving up on something when you're passionate about it. And when you're faced with challenges, which they had a lot of rockets explode, but they didn't give up. They learned from the mistakes. They tried different things until they succeeded. And Homer Hickam went on to be a NASA engineer. Well, there you go. Very cool. I always like it when there's a new book uh, listed here on Cars Yeah. And I'll remind our listeners, it's a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where there's over 2,000 books listed there. I've made it very easy for you to click and buy. All books are recommended by my inspiring automotive enthusiasts. So there you go. 
So I'm going to enable you to go on the ultimate drive today. Jake, I'm going to buy you any car in the world. You can take it anywhere in the world and you can be with anybody, even somebody who's out of this world, somebody who's passed. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you? Hmm. And there are so many combinations to come up with for this one. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I don't want to make it too easy on you. No, but I think I would have an absolute blast hitting the curves of an awesome coastal road in a caterham with uh, James May. Oh, okay. I, th- I think that would just be a hoot. Yeah, uh, those cars are pretty cool. I mean, there's a go-kart for the streets, basically. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been able to ride in one or drive one? I have not. You Always know, wanted to. When... when um, Superformance shooting there, they had a similar type to the Caterham, aside from the Cobras and GT40s and the Daytonas. And uh, yeah, I've I've gotten a ride in one on a track, scared the hell out of me. I do not like being in the passenger seat anyway, and on a track in that thing, realizing what have I done? <laughs> what am I doing? Who is this guy I'm in the car with? But uh, yeah, roller coaster uh, ride. I, I would, I would definitely be in the driver's seat. Yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> well, for sure, for sure. Well, you've taken us on a fun ride, and it's been great to talk with you and learn a little bit more about you that I didn't know, uh, Jake, the man of many facets. I'll start calling you for sure. Um, I know one of the things that you guys kind of called me, and I'm always feel proud, was the idea of trying to be one take, Jake. Uh, when I because we didn't script that show, I just made it up as we went, yep. and so always trying to think, can I pull this off? And I remember sometimes, oh, we got to shoot that again, <laughs> and I think I would say, what did I say? I don't even know what I said. <laughs> just kind of wing it, but you made it easy. Could you give our listeners maybe some final parting words of wisdom, advice, inspiration? Yeah, I would say play. Go to, go out and play. Make time for your hobbies and your personal interests, the things that you enjoy doing. People get lost in the day-to-day grind and forget to do the things that make life worth living. So just go out and play. Yeah, great advice. Yeah, if anything, we learned through COVID is important to do what you enjoy Get out and have fun. I I think it put a different perspective on a lot of people's minds. What are some ways that people can follow you? I don't have much of an online presence or website, but if anybody would like to get in contact with me, it can email me at jgunnerson90 at gmail.com. There we go. I'll put a link to that on Jake's show notes page. So if you want to get a hold of him, that would be cool. Jake, thanks for spending some time with me today. This has been fun to connect with you. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Well, thanks for having me, Mark. Yes, it was fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!